What is up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's up? What's up? Man, I am feeling good this Sunday morning. What time is it? It's 8.30 in the morning. I know. We've been up since probably like 5 something, though. Yeah. You started it, though. Nothing sexual. It's just, it's like, you know how you kind (laughs) of sleep, but you kind of not. So then you start kind of moving. And my foot touched hers, and she was like, touching my foot like i'm up and i was like oh i guess i'm up now too oh you started i was just trying to let you know because i heard you get up you used the bathroom but you weren't trying to get nothing up though you blew your nose but you weren't trying to get nothing up though babe you already know i just came off my miss lady can i clear up and clear out first (laughs) damn Y'all see how she be? Now I got to put all my business out here in the streets. (laughs) Well, I'm actually in a really good mood. And it's because, uh, if y'all don't know, we actually have an audiobook store. But in addition, we sell premium or luxurious adult toys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've been having to test out those adult toys. Mm -hmm. So you can't help but to be in a good mood. I tested out one last night in the tub. (laughs) <laughs> you tell her, ah, your little business, ain't it? You know, I'm feeling we- too damn good. Hold up, let's come back tonight. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I mean, you gotta test out your product. You can't just be selling shit and you don't know what it's giving. Yeah, I like waterproof toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. So definitely, <laughs> if you want to check out our toys, visit freaksaudiobooks.com. <laughs> <laughs> but, you had a lot of extraness in your throat. Yeah, that's what happened when you got all them S's at the end of your shit because you can't find the domain name, so you had to ask a few S's to make it work. <laughs> but um, I actually, just speaking of that, I just think it's very, very important to build a brand. You know, I think a lot of people kind of don't really get, you know, social media or the whole social media influence and thing because it's the people now that still don't like take what we do seriously. Oh, yeah. But I think that's because they don't really know um, the benefits behind it. And they yeah. a lot of them still don't understand it. Yeah. Maybe like, I don't understand this. Like a waste of time. Just or get they a think job. you just playing or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, except, uh, of course, people are starting to take it more serious. The ones that are around us because they see we're doing it full time now. But um, in my in my opinion, like building a brand or being a social media influencer whatever you decide to do is really a tool in my opinion yeah it's like and the reason why i say it's a tool is you build up the brand you become a trusted brand and then you can branch off into other areas and like sell other things create other businesses do e-commerce like even for example these adult toys these sex toys were selling i didn't realize how challenging it could be to even try to sell adult toys and that's mainly because it's not ad friendly. So us having a brand and being able to kind of network with other influencers and shit like that, that helps a lot. Yeah. But, you know, I do want to take a step back where you were talking about um, having a brand. I think not only do you have to have a brand, but you have to be relatable and you have to be trustworthy. Yes. Because you can have a brand and if you're not relatable or trustworthy, nobody's still not going to fuck with you. That's fucking facts. Yeah. Because you got some people, they build up something and they may have a whole bunch of followers, a whole bunch of, but if you're always lying or you look greedy or some shit like that, it actually kind of make me think about this book that I'm reading right now, um, which I have finished uh, the magic of thinking big which i highly recommend that book and it's actually free on youtube all the books i listen to are not free and actually all the books i listen to don't get me excited like that so i highly recommend reading that book the magic of thinking big it just changes up your whole perspective just on life and the way you move but the new book that i'm uh, on is the science of getting rich and you know at first before i even started listening to that book i thought it was going to be like you know, telling you how to get filthy rich or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But really, it seems like what the book is boiling down to is w- when it comes to being rich, it's like you need to be as rich as you need to be. And what I mean by that is you need to be rich enough where you can do what makes you, what makes your life feel fulfilling. So if you want to do an international travel or eat healthy, you know, all this type of stuff. You need money to do that. Like, just be realistic. Don't be like a lot of people, especially poor people. When they think about money, they look at it in a negative way. Like, oh, only greedy people are rich. 
you know, shit like that or being rich is of the devil when really that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. And uh, what I was uh, actually thinking about is uh, recently this week, we actually had a few subscribers. They wanted us to kind of talk about this uh, Corey X Kenshin. And, babe, you saw you. Did you watch that video with me or did you? Yeah, well, I um I came in later. I heard you playing it, mm-hmm. and because of what he was saying, I kind of tuned in to see what was going on. Yeah, as far as being a social media influencer or just building a brand, anything like that, um, you you do. It's like you have your ups and downs, and that's with everything. And uh, Corey X Kenshin, I just want to give a little backstory because. Some people want us to talk about it. Some people never even heard of Corey X Kenshin. And this dude actually have like almost 15 million subscribers on YouTube. He's a very big, very popular, wholesome creator at that. Like he bleeps out all the cuss words. He's a black man. He's 29 years old. And uh, he recently dropped a video that was number one trending on YouTube. And it was titled YouTube racism and favoritism Mm. and pretty much he was just calling out youtube he had direct proof of youtube being racist or or whatever or maybe favoritism whatever you want to call it um with his video and it was like uh just age restricting his video but he found other creators white creators or uh i'll say racially ambiguous whatever the hell that damn markiplier is asian whatever he is um he uh he they had some of the same stuff that he had in his video playing a video game and they didn't tag his uh they didn't age restrict his video so he's so big now that he actually has a representative to connect him like a liaison between him and YouTube. And they're kind of going back and forth with YouTube. And then um, when he told his rep, look, Markiplier, who also has about 15 plus million subscribers, he also has this same thing in his video. Um, why don't why is his video not age restricted? So then when they saw that, they came back, they took the age restriction off of his video which made uh, Corey just kind of be like, okay, why did you remove the age, age restriction? And he said, why did you have to use this this man's video to validate my innocence or to, to remove my shit, like to remove that shit off my channel? Mm-hmm. So then when they kind of saw the narrative that he was kind of beginning to come up with, they came back and age restricted his video and they age restricted Markiplier's video. So then that's what kind of made Corey just kind of open up about over the years of dealing with racism and favoritism with YouTube. And as a black creator, people kind of wanted to hear what me and Carla had to say about YouTube and racism and favoritism. Babe, what are your thoughts on it? Well, first, um, I just wanted to touch on when Nick was talking about the age restriction. Um, and I guess, um, kind of explain what the age restriction does so it kind of limits your content from um being seen being seen from a broader audience so just say excuse me just so just say for instance you may not see as much revenue when your content is age restricted and i think the thing that he when he pointed out that this is something that he's been noticing and he kind of been like is this really happening nah this can't be happening i think he was having that moment because he is successful in youtube right and i think like you um you've mentioned this before that you try not to be like you know have like the black man down moment like oh they just doing this because i'm black or oh if i wasn't black i'd be more successful so i think he was just having that moment of you know i've heard them say this but surely not they can't be doing this and even though he been through things he probably didn't have the exact proof like he had here yeah and it's like some shit can just it's just like a slap in the face and it you can feel offended by it yeah. so i think he had a really good point and i think everybody everyone now is wondering what's going to happen on youtube's end now what i told nick 
I think they may come out and say something or they may not even address it. But I don't think it's going to be as fulfilling as everyone is hoping that it will be. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate all of the other YouTubers that are stepping out saying, hey, like YouTube, if you're doing this, this is not right. But um, even Nick and I, we were talking today and we were just saying how it's not only just you know youtube like if you google and me and nick both have had this moment where we have been trying to google either certain hairstyles or certain hair products and in order for you to find the hair product for us you literally have to put in black yeah like if you google short hairstyles for women all you see is just all white women yeah or even if you do two strand twists now you know we should pop up for two right. two strand twists a flat twist and it's kind of like it's like that and i don't know what it is what coding they're using in their system the reason that happens yeah like even if you uh log out of your youtube and, and Corey brought this up as a matter of fact when i was listening to Corey speak I actually was tearing up when I was trying to kind of vent to Carla because I had like a venting session um, because it is true. You know what I'm saying? It is harder for black creators. We do have to work, you know, a gazillion times harder because maybe they don't see the black skin as marketable, even though we trend, we we trend set everything. You yes. Know? Um, but uh, yeah, if you log out of YouTube, and you just watch YouTube or incognito, you'll see just all white creators or even on TikTok. If you start a new TikTok account and you uh, just see like what they're recommending is all white creators until you set yourself up to get on black creators. So they just always marketing the white people. And um, yeah, it's, it's very, very, very frustrating. But, um, you know, I have my moments of venting or whatever, but it's very important for me not to stay in it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the reason why is because just from reading a lot of self-help books, which that's why I recommend, please keep self-help books, audio books, whatever. If you want to read them physically or listen on audio book, however you read your books, keep them in rotation. But um, just from reading different books. And then also I took a, uh, a life coaching course and it was just they just seem to talk about the importance of not staying in that victim role or just staying in that woe is me role. Not mm -hmm. saying that that's where Corey was coming from because I'm actually very grateful that he spoke up. You know what I'm saying? Cause how can change happen if you don't speak? On yeah. And I think when you are, and I say this about celebrities, I think when you have a platform like that, where you can reach a lot of people or you can make change, mm -hmm. I think you should use your voice yeah. to do that yeah and um you know and it's very you know i appreciate it because even though you know people like you or you know you say that you don't think maybe a big change come out of it maybe not now but um who knows that could be one extra step to help us you know get some type of results in the future yeah i was just wondering do you think um a situation like this could um for Corey? Do you think he would have a case if he tried to get an attorney? Or do you think we will have to have multiple or we will have to have other examples to it show could, it? You know, it could be like kind of like Dr. Sabi. You remember how he needed to go to court and prove that what he was doing was not medicine. He was just using food. Mm -hmm. How quick and how able he was to gather up witnesses to come through and vouch for him and all that shit. Who knows if Corey needed the people? I'm sure he could gather people to show hard proof you know what i'm saying but what pisses me off also and this is another thing i was kind of venting to carla about is what pisses me off is that there is no direct competition for youtube mm -hmm. youtube is the only platform where you can upload videos and get paid off of ads um because other platforms it's like um you they try i saw one with which i tried where they try to pay you in like um uh, cryptocurrency some type of cryptocurrency that they've created um they had this one dude um this black dude he made this platform which i thought was pretty cool but it's only based off of um subscriptions you know another 
subscriptions where people pay you like five dollars a month or something like that or 4.99 a month and they get like half the percent which that's cool but it's like why is there not another platform where i get paid based off you advertising fucking ads on my videos like youtube do like with adsense and that pisses me off because i have been searching for an alternative for a long time i've tried so many different platforms and it's like that's why youtube is able to kind of act like that because they don't have no competition it's like a monopoly yeah and it's very very it's it's frustrating but again um i also think it's important to kind of like stay in that frequency of gratitude yeah yeah i also think like one thing that I always feel, I feel like what's meant for you mm-hmm. is going to happen. And um, what's the gentleman name that have a lot of public speakers come on his show? Tom, uh, by it's, I don't know. Yeah. Impact so, Theory podcast. Yeah. yeah. So um, I actually saw this quote that he put on his YouTube and um, he was just saying that a lot of us have a lot of negative talk Mm -hmm. that we have in our head. And I think that's one of the things of redirecting your thoughts when you know that you have those. Mm -hmm. So like the whole, uh, you know, thinking about the things that black people go through, Mm -hmm. because if we, if we're honest, we know that black people have to work three times as hard Mm -hmm. a lot of times or, our ideas get taken or even on those platforms we'll see how a black creator come up with something they won't trend as well as when the white person repeated Mm -hmm. so it's like even though we see those things i still think that it's really good to listen to these books to make sure that you're doing the positive self-talk because like tom posted if 90 percent of the things that you're saying in your head are negative you need to redirect your thoughts Mm -hmm. because again law of attraction and when he said 90 percent I said that is high because I know I have to catch myself. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, I do a lot of shit talking like, bitch, you know, you the shit. I know I can pull this off. You know, like we the bum. It's like I always have positive talk. But I do have those moments where I have a negative thought that will come up and I and I will shoot it down and think of something positive. Yeah. And I think that's what you have to do. And then the next step is after you get that is trying not to even have or say the negative thing yeah saying the positive thing instead yeah and it's kind of like i used to use the excuse back in the day and this was before i took the life coaching course which i'm so glad i did that um and i used to make the excuse oh the reason i'm not as far as because i'm black or because i'm a woman or because i'm a gay a lesbian woman or because i'm a masculine presenting lesbian woman i used to use all of those as an excuse but then I had to stop using that shit as an excuse and just really dig, dig deep and focus on my goals. And then it's like, if you look around, there are other black masculine presenting women who are very successful. Mm-hmm. So why are they successful? And I'm not, you know what exactly. I'm saying? So it's like, it ain't like it's impossible. Exactly. It may make it a little harder to, I mean, it may make it easier to get stuck under the negative self-talk. That's what I think it is. Like, it's not impossible for anyone to make it. But it could be easier to get caught up in the negative self-talk, the mm-hmm. the the more like in poverty or the more things that you may have against you as far as society. Yeah. Like if you're a white man born into this society, it may be so much easier for you to get out of negative self-talk because you may feel like shit i deserve this shit i'm born white and i'm in america shit this this is my life I, 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 you know what i'm saying it may be easier for you to but then uh then say a black man or who who maybe always say oh the system is against me or i gotta work 10 times harder to make it i ain't gonna ever make it you know what i'm saying don't get caught up in that shit it be the shaking voice for me <laughs> so actually i i freaking love being an entrepreneur like i wouldn't trade this shit for the world yeah the ups and the downs that come with it i think true freedom is through entrepreneurship and um to those who feel like because everybody 
don't feel like they were born to be an entrepreneur. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But to the ones who feel like it's in their blood, that they've been doing shit like this since they were kids. I've been an entrepreneur since I was a fucking kid. You know what I'm saying? It's just natural. My family on my daddy's side, a lot of them are entrepreneurs. And it's like, I just love it. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that if that is in you, you still need to go for it. Like, that Corey video, don't let that stop you, especially if you want to be like an influencer or a YouTuber and you black or some shit like that. Don't let that stop you from going for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know what I think is important, babe? Uh-huh. Um, what we were talking about when um, we were talking about YouTube and we were just saying how what used to trend back in the day. Uh-huh. And if you really want to be in a lane of your own right now in YouTube, yeah. it's like you got to bring something that you know makes you stand out from everybody else and we were just talking about how back in the day it was gaming it was the makeup it um what else uh the pranks Mm -hmm. we were saying like those were the things that was really big in youtube so it's like now it's like you can still go into those things you just have to know that it's a lot of people doing those things Mm -hmm. if you decide to do youtube and you're gonna have to be patient and grow your channel naturally but if you have something that sets you aside from everyone else then it's like go for it or if you have an idea go for it because like nick said and steve harvey always say this too if something if a seed has been planted in your head or idea has been given to you that means that you should be acting on it. Not saying that you're going to have all of the answers, but at least you can start. And who knows, somebody else might have the other piece that you need. And let me just give an example. So just say, for instance, and I'm trying not to give too many details. I tried to bring this up one time before without giving too many details. But a long time ago, I had an idea that I was thinking, oh, you know, and I think I told Nick, but at the time, Nick was focused on something else. But me, I was thinking, man, this would be a good idea. I was like, I just don't have the other piece Mm -hmm. that I need to make it pop. Mm -hmm. And it's like now Nick is not focused on, you know, like what she was focused on at the time. And now she's like the one that's kind of like, hip and steer the mm-hmm. idea that I had because I was just like I don't know I was like I don't know how I can do this That's how our team works yeah, yeah. and I I myself I felt stuck it's mm-hmm. like I tried to ask my daughter I thought about asking my sister because my sister got a business degree but I was like just because she got a business degree no. don't mean she gonna have your answer yeah that business degree it don't mean shit that's why I'm really thankful for reading that book I think another thing that helped this go round is reading that book the, mm-hmm. the ma- which I you need to listen to that book too the magic of thinking big yeah. because when you brought that idea up um and this was back when we was in the RV y'all when we was living in yeah. the RV for the people that's been rocking with us for a long time this was I think after trucking yeah and we was in the RV yeah. we had stopped and I had this idea and I just could not bring it to life yeah and see the thing is it's like when you brought up the idea this go round and I thought about it usually I would have talked myself out of it because I'm like that's too big it's too it's too I don't just don't even know where to fucking start and because I've been reading that book it's like I've took all them that negative self-talk or that talking myself out of it i would shoot that shit out of my head and i'd be like i can't we can do it so then when i removed the brakes or when i did think like that it removed the brakes and you'd be surprised how many ideas how many people you run into how many things will flow into you to figure that shit out to make it happen yeah 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 so definitely and um I just want to update y'all on our day. We are actually on, babe, we're on day 46. Ow. Consistently sticking to this morning's routine, night routine, and uh, man, 
this is probably the longest I've ever did anything consistently like this. <laughs> now, I will say day like 42, 43, got a little shaky, baby. <laughs> and the reason why is because, meaning I still did my morning routine and my night routine. But the reason it got shaky is because I was receiving so many fucking spiritual downloads that I thought that I should push my bedtime back. So I tried pushing my bedtime back to 11 a uh, 11 p.m. rather than you know settling down at seven and sleeping around nine ish but why did you think you should push it back because i felt like i needed to give myself more time to get more shit done going upstream mm-hmm. and i needed to just continue to fl- relax and let things flow and it's like not only did it knock my sleep schedule because i do not operate good like carla she only gets seven hours of sleep I me getting seven hours of sleep I'm not the same human being <laughs> I don't know how you do it babe I don't operate good I don't function good <laughs> but you know I told you that back in the day I tried that because my mom she used to be that type of person y'all my mom she worked at the school so my mom we would have to be at school with you have to be at school by eight or something like that if mm-hmm. not back in the day it was by seven forty-five, i think and then we would leave by 3 3 30 once i got out of high school it was 3 30 it went to high school it was 3 30 and um she would have to be on her next job at five so we would make it home about four she would lay down probably like sometimes from four to four twenty so it was like and then she didn't get off until 10 mm-hmm. so she wasn't going to sleep until like 11 sometimes and then was having to get up at six if not before that to deal with my grandma to help my grandma and I was like you know what I was like my mama was a little strong lady I was thinking I could do the same thing and my body said nah bitch you need almost eight hours of sleep yes so I it's like mine. I can I can work with seven hours if I get at least seven hours I'm good yeah. but if I start getting five hours of sleep oh no nah, I'm going downhill yeah again the recommended sleep for adults is between seven and nine hours me I need my eight and a half to nine hours yes consistently (laughs) (laughs) but um so as far as the goals of august as y'all remember um i went ambitious i set some really nice goals rather than initially i set like low goals goals that i was like um maybe i can hear them and then i had to like snap myself out of it and i you know set a nice little goal so did i reach my goal even though we still have like uh was it three more days in the in the month i mean it's, it still could happen now i didn't reach my specific goal but I, what i will say is i have made i have brought in more revenue and profit than i have out of all the months since i have been uh, an entrepreneur in these two years mm-hmm. and i have developed so many freaking ideas that probably again won't manifest to years from now some months from now and some maybe even next month so i feel really good about setting them goals i really hope maybe in our discord if there were some other people who set some really nice goals for themselves and this don't even have to be just like financial this can be like with your weight with uh shit going out your romantic relationships your friendships any type of goal you want to set yeah um even building up a routine and sticking to it you know what i'm saying any of those goals um but yes i'm just like so freaking blown away even finishing that book that was a great accomplishment and now it's like i'm already setting up my goals for september which i highly recommend y'all do the same thing set some goals for september and like i said it don't have to be financial like perfect example um one of my goals is to break this this weight that i'm hitting on the scale it's like this number i just can't seem to fucking break and i know why (laughs) during the weekend especially it's like even though i'm still at a caloric deficit i'm eating shit that i shouldn't be eating yeah you know what i'm saying so um yeah so yeah definitely set those goals i'd highly recommend that and then um another approach that i think i'm actually going to try to focus on rather than being so caught up in hitting the actual number goal i'm going to be caught up in hitting like the little mini goals that i have set that i want to accomplish during the month like perfect example with this book 
Like I want to be so caught up in the release of the book, like the illustration, like improving or hiring a voice actor or hiring a book editor, you know, just so focused on how to improve certain things that I want to do that the money will come or even servicing others. You know what I'm saying? How to be of a better service to others. I want to be so caught up in it that the money come. Yeah. I remember when you were um, listening to the last book, that was one of the things he said. He actually talked about setting a goal, um, like a high goal. He said, even if you don't reach that goal, Mm -hmm. it's still important to set that goal because it's like you'll get closer to it. So think about what you just said. You was like, I'm going to be focusing on other things other than the actual number. And then because you're focusing on that, then it's like you will hit it and you'll be like, holy shit. You'll be past it. Yeah, you'll be past it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, babe. So I want you to go ahead and bring up what we saw this morning about journaling. You actually screenshot it. Yeah, I did. I screenshotted it. Let's Mm -hmm. see here. Shout out to the members in our Discord. If you're not in our Discord, make sure you join it. Just visit our website, www.nickandcarla.com. And like, you'll see a link. Join our Discord. It's free. You can talk to other like-minded individuals. And if you tag us in the Discord, it pings our phone. So it's like a direct connection to us. Um, So yeah, definitely do that. All right. So this message is from evolution and progress shout out to you so they had a question they said i know you ladies have a morning and night routine and that your morning routine consists of writing in your journal journal but how do you feel about a digital journal Mm. or a journal app i'm not sure if you mentioned it in one of your vlogs if you did i apologize but i just wanted your feedback I'm trying to get my wife into writing daily and I wanted to start somewhere. I thought maybe digital. Why can't, why am I having a hard time saying it? Like, um, digitally mm-hmm. would be a good small step for her. Your thoughts would be helpful. All right. So actually I think that's a very good question and I don't think we've ever spoke on this. So no. this would be a good time to speak on it now. Now, me, uh, I actually think it boils down to your preference. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I think it just depends on the type of person that you are. Uh, me, personally, I've tried it before. Yeah, I've tried um, having ideas or I've tried using my phone. I've never tried using an app. So um, I wouldn't steer away from it. But I would try both ways and just see which way you feel like it's more beneficial to you. Me personally, I like writing things down because for it, I don't know why I feel like it's power in doing that. And I feel more connected emotionally to what I write when I actually write it on paper. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then also, uh, like how she said, it could be a good starting point. I think it could either be a starting point or it could be the way you write in your journal forever if you like digital. You know what I'm saying? I think she, she, if she's open to it, she should try both maybe she don't have to get she can try with a small notebook first Mm -hmm. um if she don't think she's going to be committed to it but i would say try both and then actually see which one is calling you towards it the most and then who knows you may start she may start that process and then later once she started realizing this is a lot of stuff and I could probably write it faster. Mm-hmm. Um, she may start. Or you may be a type of machine. Yeah. Be a type of faster. Yeah. Or she <laughs> might start getting drawn the other way. But I definitely think you should try both and just see which way you're being drawn to. I do think that it is. It's like whether you do a digital or a physical The most important thing, though, is that you are sorting through your thoughts and it's helping you gain clarity. Like that's one of the main important things of journaling. Um, I was just thinking of some of the pros and cons of journaling, like digital versus physical. First and foremost, if you do um, uh, journal digital, I can see how it could be cheaper because you're not having to buy the physical notebooks. And maybe cleaner because you're not having to keep track of your notebooks or finding somewhere to store them. 
Mm-hmm. I do think you can lose both. Like you can lose a physical journal and you can lose a, a digital journal. Like let's say if you, something happened to your phone or maybe you didn't email them or something happened to your email address. Um, I do think as far as journaling digital, it, it almost seems like I'm pro digital, but I'm actually pro writing. But I'm just noticing like pros and cons. Like if you uh, journal digital, I can see how it'll be easier to maybe find something that you wrote about. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say if I wanted oh, to find you some can't spe- search a specific word. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can search it. So it may be easier to find it. Now, as far as some of the reasons I like to journal physically is I feel like I'm less likely to get distracted. You know what I'm saying? I know um, that notification yeah, pop up notifi- on your phone. Yeah, or something. it's easy to get caught up in like another app or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is, I feel like I already kind of be on my phone or the computer more than what I should, anyways. So I feel like writing down, like writing in a book, not only is it more um, therapeutic, more relaxing. But um, it gives me a break from just being on these fucking devices. Yeah, I think it's it's more um me time. You get yeah. to fall into your thoughts more and deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's just like you said, it's me time. You know what I'm saying? So, and then you know, some people may say they recommend writing in um um in your journal and this is if you get into like that type of spiritual stuff they may feel like you're more likely to manifest things or mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they always say when you write things down it's like writing spells yeah so i don't know it's just what you into your preference <laughs> mm-hmm. all right so um babe i know we kind of talked about this but i want to know what people think <laughs> Okay, so yeah, have y'all heard about the Missouri School District announcing the return of corporate punishment through paddling? So let me just say this. When I grew up, right, Mm -hmm. we did have paddling in school. And I remember getting paddled one time um, (laughs) for swinging on the bathroom door for the people that's been following us, y'all heard me say that. I ain't had no business swinging on that door. And um, I got a paddling. And, I, you know, I told you my mom was the teacher. So she was at the same school and the principal went right on and told her. And I probably got my last whooped again. But I remember that paddling from the principal because he was my favorite principal. Mm-hmm. And he was so sweet. So um, I actually told Nick, I said, I do believe when they took paddling out of the school system when I was growing up, the kids did get bad as hell. And that's just for me going from being in the school that had paddling and then witnessing what the teachers were dealing with and my mom was dealing with after they took it out. Mm -hmm. Right. However... I don't believe that shit is going to um, work right Hell now. Hell no. And the reason I don't feel like that shit is going to work is just because these, um, well, for one, you know, we got a lot of city girls that already got <laughs> kids. And um, they barely whooping their kids they damn self. Yeah, yeah. And for the people like my daughter that grew up not in that type of system, um, and my son, they know that it's possible to discipline, discipline your kids without someone else having to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, my kids wouldn't even be with it. They'll be like, "Nah, you can call me. Mm-hmm. You can call me and I will handle it. But absolutely not. I don't want you touching my child. Yeah. Look at what just happened in um, Louisiana. Yeah, that's what with I was the, thinking um, about. What's what's the little girl 13 year old 12 or 13 year old she didn't got beat up or something mm-hmm. and she didn't went to the car and got the gun and was knocking at the um knocking at the bus trying to get the bus driver to open the bus and her mama let her do it and her mama let her do it yeah and they think these parents finna be okay yeah i just want to give like a little backstory on it because i don't know if it's going to happen in all schools but this is uh it's what's trying to happen in the Missouri school district announces the return of corporate punishment. And I hope this ain't got shit like near St. Louis. Cause they definitely ain't going to play that. The same they're going to get shot. But, uh, it says it may be hard to believe now, but way back in the day, schools had the authority 
to physically discipline children. And now a Missouri school district has officially announced plans to bring the controversial form of punishment back. It was recently confirmed that a local school district in Missouri is returning to its past of uh, use of corporal punishment, meaning that students will now be subjected to paddling as a means of disciplinary action. So, yeah, it's uh, the Cassville School District in South Missouri has sent shockwaves throughout the city and to parents due to a highly controversial... No, I don't think this is a good idea. Now, so why do you keep think, trying to go back? I don't know. Well, you know something. I think back when I was in school, I still think you, that your parents had to approve it. Oh, okay. Um, and also back in my day, we used to pray in school. We Well, I had certain teachers that um, started the day off. You had some that you know um we did the pledge to the flag pledge of allegiance yeah and then we had some teachers before they started class they would just pray right Mm -hmm. and then i remember they took prayer out of the schools so it's like they took paddling out and then shortly after they took prayer out but it's all it's kind of down to like and it makes me think about how we was talking about earlier like white and black people like let's say for example if you got black kids to go to the school and white kids go to the school i think some white teachers especially may automatically see some black kids are as badder remember like how uh they used to try to hold your son back yeah like they felt like little black boys were just naturally just badder or something or yeah so um what happened with my son he was in kindergarten and they were trying to hold him back because they felt like what i guess he wasn't listening to follow the rules Mm -hmm. it wasn't that he as far as his schoolwork he was doing his schoolwork so but the example they gave was it was a line that they had painted um on the floor normally it's like it's like a square it Mm -hmm. follows the outline of the floor plan and they were saying that the kids are supposed to walk on the line and that they're not supposed to touch the wall and they were saying that my son touched the wall and i told i said so you want to hold him back because he's touching the wall i said hell i work with grown people yeah. every day that touch the damn wall i can barely not push a button and say don't push yeah and i'm grown as hell that's what i'm saying and i told them i said no you're not gonna hold him back for that and they was like well if you let us hold him back he will actually be more mature so they were trying to say when the new kids came into the school he would be more mature and um it would make him feel more confident i said no yeah i'm not i'm not doing look at that him now he's done grew into himself he more mature than the boys he be around yes he really is <laughs> shit so, so yeah like but and also remember i had a situation when um i was in the fourth grade even though my mom was at the same damn school i was at i was in the fourth grade and remember i had a white teacher and she was trying to fail me and it was like that whole first part of the year this woman gave me elves i would get a c in like conduct and i would get elves and d's and my mama was whipping my ass finally my mom started recording my grades herself and she was just like i'm not understanding because she was like sitting down with me trying to see what it was that i was not getting and after a while she realized okay she know what she's doing so i'm gonna let her go and i'm gonna track her grades and so that second semester that woman she that woman was finna fail me yeah and that second that first six weeks of that second semester she did it and my mom was like i need to see she was like i need to see her grades and the lady could only pull up a grade i had an 80 on it and then it was like another grade i had a c and my mom said well where are the rest of her grades she said because i've been keeping up with the papers that's coming home and um the teacher could not do it she couldn't produce the paperwork to show me failing she just had her grades she was putting in her book and my mom said that's not gonna work she said because i've been keeping up with her grades this woman had to go back 
and changed my grades. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, I said, I told you. But my mama was whooping my ass. Damn. Because of them grades and why I end up passing. But just think if my mom was the type of parent, because you have absent parents, right? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with sometimes parents have a lot on that yeah. on their plate. That happened to my ex-husband. That actually happened to me. I was held like people don't notice about me. I was held back in fourth grade. Yeah. Like yeah. my um, ex-husband, I want to say he was held back in like first grade or something it was like so what happened was he passed first grade but when the new year came around for whatever reason he didn't get in his second grade class he was still in first grade and he did majority of the year still being in first grade so when they found out and they put him in second grade he was so far behind he did not know the things he needed to know to go to the third grade. So they had to keep him back. And his mom didn't know that he was going to a first grade class. But we don't know what all she had on her plate. But it, it can happen. Yeah. But just think if my mom wasn't a teacher. Mm-hmm. Right? And she didn't be, and she wasn't like, okay, let me see what the fuck really going on. And I don't even think my mom and this teacher even got along. It was kind of like one of them things like, I don't fuck with her type things. Mm -hmm. But that woman was about to fail me when I was in the fourth grade. Yeah, I was actually thinking about like when I was held back in the fourth grade, it really didn't have to happen. But it's like the lady, she was a white teacher. It's like she was one of the ones who had to get her smoke breaks and just look like she drank alcohol all the time. Looked like she barely wanted to be there. So I would come in and I would like be failing tests. I would not turn in homework. And then when I would go to my mom, my mom wasn't checking homework. She'd be like, did you do your homework? I'd be like, I did it at school. It's like no one. Yeah. It was a loophole. I just wanted when I got home, I wanted to get to riding my bike you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i wanted to get outside ride my bike and have fun and it's like i feel like if there was somewhere in there where maybe the teacher reached out to my mom or my mom reached out to my, like where they check it's called progress reports yeah if it was some type of progress report that was being handled or something like that i wouldn't have been able to get through that loophole yeah you know what i'm saying i would i didn't i don't think i even knew that I would get held back. You know what I'm saying? If I didn't turn and work. Yeah, and pass you did. I didn't know no better. But yeah. um, I still remember opening up my... Everybody in class was opening up their report cards. And I opened my... And at the bottom, it say student can move on to fifth grade. And I looked at mine and it said student must remain in fourth grade. And I just remember crying and all the students coming up just trying to like comfort me. And I remember seeing her little eyes kind of cut over at me or whatever. Just kind of like witnessing me cry you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying at the fact that i had to stay in fourth grade yeah i do think it definitely should have been better communication because i do back then i know when i was in school even when we switched from having like the actual physical report card to those um, report cards where it was like computerized Mm -hmm. man I got over on my mama so hard with them damn report cards I used to because teachers if they made a mistake they would cross the grade out and write the grade and then put their signature like their initials Mm -hmm. and um I did that a couple of times on mine you know when it came down to a uh, um, subject that I just wasn't good in like social studies I couldn't stand social studies Man, me <laughs> so but yeah it's like with this the whole little corporal punishment thing I do think because there's some teachers that don't like their damn job y'all let's yeah. just keep it real I remember um when I dated the um my ex the female mm-hmm. she had a friend and she used to talk so bad about them damn kids and she was like these motherfuckers get on my nerves and she was literally there just for a check that's it she did not care about being a damn teacher and just imagine if you have teachers out there like that that had a eye set on a certain child and they getting in trouble unnecessarily and if you got an absent damn parent yeah that sends some shit up for later on in life for the child not to like the parent mm-hmm. later on. It's the reason they took that shit out. They need to leave it alone. Just like with abortions. There's no need for us to go back. You know what I'm saying? I just think you need to leave it alone. Yeah. But um, 
All right, babe, I actually want to ask you a question. Okay. <laughs> what would you say if I told you that we, me and you, have been taking quantum leaps or we have been jumping through portals? Um, I would say explain. <laughs> Because the reason why I'm I'm just asking you that because you hear spiritual people, they kind of talk like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And what was your thoughts? I just want to know, like, what well, was your... because I've heard it before. Uh-huh. But if I was a person that had never not heard, heard it, it yeah. before, I would say I would ask you to explain. Yeah, but what would you think about it though? Um, after you explained, no, it? if if I told you that that you've been jumping through portals. You've been taking these weird quantum leaps and that's how why your life looks the way it look right now. Like but you never heard this type of shit before. Yeah, if I never heard it before, I'd just be like, "Okay." <laughs> and I ask you to explain it to me. Now, if you was able to explain it to me and give me an example, I'd be like, "Okay, I can see that." Mhm. Okay, so let's see if I can explain it and pull it off. So, first and foremost, we've taken many quantum leaps or We've jumped through many portals mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to make it where I'm going to try to explain the word make logical sense. But um, one of the most noticeable jumps that we've taken was back in August of 2020 when we made the decision to quit the trucking job. Mm-hmm. That was a quantum leap that we took. And I'm going to tell you how I first kind of noticed that this jump. And I actually noticed this around the 11th or the 12th of August of this month. And, um, I was sitting in front of, it's like, I had this feeling that was just happening. That was running through my body. It felt kind of familiar, but, um, I was like, I wonder if we're, we're in a time where something weird is happening. And I just remember, cause this is the time it was the weekend. It was like Friday night and we had our balcony door open and I looked up and I noticed a full moon. It was just sitting right in front of my door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, a full moon. I was like, I wonder if some weird, spiritual, trippy shit is going on. So I decided to look up that full moon. And um, they called that moon the, uh, the Sturgeon Moon. And just a little, I guess, history behind the Sturgeon Moon, because I did do a little research. Um, first and foremost, it's the last super moon of the year. And remember, just keep in mind, this is August, the same time we took another jump like this was in August of 2020. And um, uh, this was around the time um, during when this moon happened. The reason it got its name is Native Americans. This is uh, when they would catch the most sturgeon fish. That's what they call sturgeon fish of the year. Um, That part of summer, they would catch the most fish ever. And um, that's why they call it the Sturgeon Moon. So I guess it's just a, a time was a time of abundance for them. And um, around the same time, I had and this is before I knew about the moon, before I knew about portals or any of that shit. I was getting this desire in my body, the same desire I had around uh, that August of 2020. Because like I tell you, I'm very intuitive. I don't need tarot cards and other shit. I just feel it in my body and I fucking go with it. But this August, I was searching for something. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's like, it's like we need to go somewhere or something. So I'm just looking, I'm looking at cruises. I'm looking at um, uh, road trips in the US. I'm like, what is it? And then finally I found it. And it led me to booking our first international trip, which before I even hit the, the book, I was so fucking nervous because we've never went on a trip like this. Mm-hmm. And so it made me think uh, when I when I was curious about this moon, I kind of took a bath. I sat in the tub and I listened to this YouTuber. His name is Master Sri Akashana. And I probably didn't uh, pronounce his name right. <laughs> but he was speaking about this time of the year or during the 11th or 12th of August. Actually, a lot of those spiritual people, they was like, oh, it's a well he was talking about how it was a portal that was opening and that we that this is the time to set intentions for things that you want and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and so I was like okay so you're trying to say sir that I jumped through a portal and I was like okay so essentially what this seems like it means to me 
you become in so much of alignment with your higher self that you receive an idea to do something that's out of the ordinary that maybe seem risky or like a big move that um changes the trajectory of your life so for example back in august of 2020 this is also around the time when we started doing our morning routine and night routine Mm-hmm. Ironically, and like I said, we've created a course called How to Take a Leap of Faith with Confidence. It's on our website, Um, So you can get it. Um, but just imagine during that time, August 2020, that's when I received the download to quit the job, to quit trucking, take a leap of faith. Us quitting that job, me being so much in alignment with my higher self, I received that idea to take that that leap that quantum leap or leap of faith whatever you want to call it that it has literally changed the trajectory of our life like what like look at how we're living right now Mm -hmm. what would we be doing if we still stayed in that truck i don't know how do you think life would look if we wouldn't have jumped through that portal it would just look the same you think yeah it we wouldn't have been doing anything different i mean as far as like um our youtube channels we probably would have had a little growth but Mm -hmm. i would think it probably would look the same but different in a sense we probably wouldn't be here right now yeah i don't think we'll be here i mean it's a chance maybe it's another portal we could have jumped through Mm. but what i'm what i'm gaining what i'm gathering when you hear oh you're tight you're taking quantum leaps or you're jumping through portals it really just seemed like it's a it may be during that time of the year or during certain times when certain moons are, are happening or whatever like that sturgeon moon and it seemed like it always tend to happen to us around october august like shit really big changes seem to happen but it's like you become so much in alignment with your higher self that you make some really bold decisions and not only that when you take the leap it seemed like the entire universe supports you everything moves so smoothly so remember when we just made the decision it was like all right we're gonna quit trucking we're gonna go after being full-time entrepreneurs mm-hmm. it seemed like everything was supporting our move remember right. how smooth everything was going yeah, it did to book into where we was gonna live the rv working smoothly and right yeah. everything was just going smooth so i was like okay so if i ask you again what do you think if that we're jumping through portals or taking quantum leaps but then i say all it is essentially is we have gotten so much in alignment with our higher selves that we get this crazy idea to make a big move and it changes the trajectory of our life yeah what would you think then um i would agree Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i would agree um uh, so I had a thought, and, uh-huh. but I don't want to steer too far away from what you're talking Go about. Ahead. But I was going to talk about um, Esther and Jerry. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I feel like for those of you all that are familiar with Abraham Hicks, um, I feel like a lot of times Nick and I, we operate almost in a sense like Esther and Jerry Mm -hmm. and for the people that don't know exactly what that means sometimes I feel like either Nick or myself might have an idea and it may take the other person to help drive it or Mm -hmm. steer it so we both play a role in a lot of times when things happen in our life so with Esther and Jerry, it was kind of like Jerry kind of, in a sense, was a, how do I want to say, like a go with the flow type person. Mm-hmm. And Esther liked to question a lot of things a lot of the time. And me, I'm like Hold that. Hold on, wait a minute. I think Jerry liked to question things and esther was to go with the flow that's why she was able oh, to channel yeah. abraham yeah yeah so um a lot of times i feel like i'm like that i feel like i question mm-hmm. a lot of the things but sometimes nick she might get these downloads and then 
she may have an idea and then I might have a thought mm-hmm. that kind of help like, okay, well, have we thought of this or what about this? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like we operate like that mm-hmm. in a sense. And I think it's good because again, it's kind of like what I was speaking of earlier when I was like, oh, I got this idea. I don't know exactly what to do, mm-hmm. but I think it's amazing once everything plays out and you actually get to live in the moment which i just want to bring this up i actually witnessed carla getting a spiritual download (laughs) it's just so crazy like when you can see somebody actually getting the download i had hopped out the truck really quick to like throw something in the garbage and when i came and opened the door carla was just like caught up like a deer in headlights just spaced out and i was like she receiving a spiritual download and like what she did was something that we needed but i asked her later i was like babe when you was like spaced out looking like that i said were you receiving a spiritual download about so and so and she was like actually yeah i was i was like like, wow i got to see you actually doing it but yes y'all so back to um the quantum leaps and uh jumping through portals um yeah so i guess that this whatever so i book again i booked us a international trip which i'm still really nervous um I'm sure you're not. Ner- you say you're not nervous yet, but I think no, when it's time I, to get on that no, fucking plane, I told you I'm nervous. You are. You usually don't get nervous. No, till but this is different. Why? Okay, this is different because it is um, almost like like charting a different territory. Yeah, so it's really the unknown. Yeah, like the different language, the the money. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we've never had to do deal with anything. Like converting our money over. Um, now I did have to convert money over when I went to um, what was it? Mexico? Um, Jamaica? Oh, you had to do that. Yeah, it's like where did you have to do that at? Like at the airport? They, or? Well, they actually had um, a little area right down from the resort where we were, mm-hmm. so it was pretty cool. Oh, okay, so they, and they actually had like the information up so you could see it. Oh, okay. So that was pretty. So it may dope. not even be that bad, but really, it's just kind of like you know conquering your fears because I want to do more international travel. There's so and I many know people sitting up here like so they gonna just sit up here and tell us this and we don't know where the hell well, they I mean, going. of course y'all gonna know like we're Eventually. gonna vlog yeah we're gonna <laughs> vlog it everything like y'all gonna see the experience of just i don't know dealing with this shit i remember when we went to new york you know you was kind of nervous or whatever yeah i remember i was talking a little too loud in the sub when you had gave me this little look i was like honey let me calm down <laughs> So, <laughs> yes, because I don't know. It's something about me being in a different environment. Yeah. You know, I'm already, um, I'm very visual and I love to watch everything. It's like when I'm in an area I'm not familiar with, I'm really observing. Uh-huh. I need to know what the hell going on. I don't need too much going on, like right here with me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, just even down. So, then the question is, this booking this trip and going on this trip how is this going to change the our life you know what i'm saying like how maybe we how life would have looked without this trip being booked how is it going to look now since we booked this trip and we're going to go on it you know what i'm saying yeah like how is that going to switch things up i feel like it's going to make a huge change because me personally i actually have some interest to move out of the country what if we go visit this country and we're like, damn, this is home. I want to move to this country. You know, what if something like that happens and then we end up moving out the fucking country? Yeah. You know I'm saying you just never know. Like when you jump through these portals or take these quantum leaps or shit become so in alignment with your higher self that you take advantage of these crazy ideas and you do it and the universe supports you. You just never know like how that's going to change your life. Yeah. I'm <laughs> curious um if um someone is listening to this and you have done international travel, um what is some advice or yeah. something that you would recommend for us? I know I asked Nick, I said I know it's certain words we need to learn. Yeah. Uh, maybe restroom. I have tried or, to um, money or um <laughs> 
food yeah. or restaurant. Like how much? Yes. To learn it's that. like certain words I know <laughs> we need to learn. And we're going to so, be over there for, I think, a good maybe 14, 15 days. Yeah. So we're going to be over there for a good little minute to get in yeah, our system. Yeah, so if it's some advice that y'all can give or, you know, just let us know. But, and then also, again, like to when you make that decision to... um to jump through or whatever how the universe supports you like i remember when i was booking the flight initially i was trying to go the route of maybe they were doing it through expedia but then i saw how expedia was trying to put us on all these different type of airlines and one of the seats we couldn't book right away and i was like i don't like it you know what i'm saying because i need to be able to sit next to my baby i need to know where we sitting at <laughs> ain't no way hell i'm gonna be on this plane for that long and not be able to sit next to my baby so i went to delta's website and it's just how smooth everything was going while i was booking it and i actually know a person from this country so he was able to actually get me a little advice he actually said he may even come and visit us or whatever while we out there so i don't know so yeah but uh that's that it happened. that happened honey <laughs> we're gonna be gone but uh all right well i want to thank y'all so much for tuning into episode six um if y'all enjoyed the react i almost said reaction lord it's time to stop they gonna close us out Oh, uh, so y'all thank y'all for tuning in make sure y'all chime into the discord yes. y'all we want to hear what y'all have to say yeah and we'll join in on the conversation if we see y'all popping y'all shit yes yeah so um until next time peace, peace.